cocktail something very special. We have last year, uh, Miss Lisa, Miss Kay, and I forget who all was on that team. They did something in History Makers that was amazing. It really was. And uh, Lisa said, why don't we do that on Sunday morning and let the children stay with their families? And so they're going to do the same uh, skit they did at History Makers last year. And so what's going to happen is uh, we're going to turn the lights down low, not all the way off, but they're going to go down. So, uh, and then uh, we're going to go to the resurrection 2,000 years ago when uh, Mary and the other ladies came to the tomb to take care of Jesus' body. And then they made a discovery that changed the history of the world, didn't they? That was an amazing day. So uh, we've got, um, we're going to turn on, so you guys be patient. We're going to dim the lights, and uh, then we will, you'll see what happens. Come on, ladies. We need to go to the tomb, check on the body, put these oils and spices on. I don't understand. I think it's going to be okay somehow, but it seemed like there was so much more he had to do, so much more to the story. Jesus. It's just a little further up now. The tomb's just up there. I... Oh no, oh no. The stone's been moved. The stone's been moved. Someone's tampered with the body. Did you move the stone? Did, did you see anyone? Oh no. Okay, ladies, let's go find a, a gardener or someone who might know why the stone's been moved. This was supposed to be sealed. I don't, oh, oh my goodness, you scared me, sir. Are you, are you the gardener? Because we're, we're looking for um, Jesus, our Lord. He was crucified a few days ago, and he's, he's supposed to be here. Oh, Jesus! Oh, is it really you? We'll tell them. We'll tell everyone. We'll tell everyone. He's alive. He's alive. Come on. He's alive. And the stone was rolled away. The greatest day in history. And uh, I wanted to fall down on my face too. And so uh, today we're talking about something that happened 2,000 years ago plus. But it still has relevance today. It's still going on and it's still happening. So... Uh, Today I want to talk about what that looks like in our lives, 
we're going to look like what it looked like in his life. There was a cross and there was a grave and he rose. And I want to read uh, some passages for you. First is Hebrews 12, 2, and I just want you to think about this. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Think about that. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. That may mean more than you think. Um, I'm going to put on my other mic. You guys hold it right there. There is a question that I want you to think about for your own self. It's like, what does this have to do with you? The resurrection was 2,000 years ago. So Jesus did raise from the dead. It's the only first time in history and the only person who ever raised from the dead and never died again. What does that mean to you today in our world? Okay. That's better. I have a hard time walking and chewing gum, so holding a mic and talking and walking is very difficult. It's easier when I don't even know this thing's on my head, you know. So I want to fix our eyes on Jesus, and I want to look at this. This is really true. Let me go back one. Here's what set up what you just witnessed. Many women were there watching from a distance when Jesus was crucified. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary, you just saw her, Magdalene, and Mary, the mother of James and John, and the mothers of Zebedee's sons. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had, become, had himself become a disciple of Jesus. I think it's interesting they noted that this man was rich. I don't know why. Other than this, every single one of us, every one of us in this room have unique and special gifting from the Lord. And every one of us is important to Him. And we would tend to think, oh, rich people don't matter in that day because it was all the poor people Jesus came for. No, it wasn't. This man had a purpose and a destiny that impacted the world. And this man, as evening approached, this man came up and he said he went to Pilate. Because he had, a, he had enough authority and, and recognition, he could go talk to the king. So he went to Pilate and he asked for Jesus' body. And Pilate ordered that it be given to him. So Joseph took the body and he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth. He was honoring Jesus at his death. Wouldn't you do that? He, he was honoring the Lord who died. And he placed it in his own new tomb he had, had made for himself that he had cut out of the rock. And he rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. And when Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb, this is what happened before the resurrection. The next day, the one after the preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver, that liar, that intentional deceiver, that's who they called Jesus. He said, after three days, I will rise again. They didn't believe it. But they worried that his disciples would come and steal the body and tell people that he had been raised from the dead. And the last deception would be worse than the first. And so Pilate, 
So we have the religious institution of the day, we have the governmental institution of the day, and we have the, this whole society had rejected him and had put him in a grave. And he, Pilate said, take a guard. Take a guard and guard that tomb that no one can come and roll that, tomb, that stone away so he can get out. And they went. They made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. A seal that said, our nation says this stone shall not be moved. And the religious people of the day said, this stone will not be moved. He's going to stay dead. And his whole culture, the whole place, the world he lived in said, this stone will not be moved. After the Sabbath ended, at the first light of dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, that's what we just saw enacted, went to take a look at the tomb. And Matthew says, the earth shook violently beneath their feet as the angel of the Lord Jehovah descended from heaven. Uh, that was Stephen that did that. It's not, he's not an angel really. Some of you thought he was. He's not. He, was just, he just moved it for us because he needed to. Um, Lightning flashed around him, and the robe was dazzling white, and the guards were stunned and afraid. Lying motionless was like the dead men. Then the angel walked up to the tomb and rolled away the stone and sat on top of it. You see, nothing could keep Jesus in the tomb. Every demon in hell was piled up on top of him that day. Everything in the government, everything in his society, the financial institutions, the education system, the government, everything was saying, Jesus, you stay in the tomb. And you all know the story. Couldn't keep him down. We all just sang it and we rejoice in that. Ain't no grave going to hold my body down. Nothing could stop him from rising. And I think we celebrate that for 2,000 years. We've been celebrating that as Christians in the world today. You know, but uh, remember why he went to the tomb? Why did he go to the cross? For the joy set before him. Do you know what his joy is? Uh, it's you. It's, it's his family. He, he went to the cross. He really did. He went to the cross for his family. Then it says, the women were breathless and terrified until the angel said to them, there's no reason to be afraid. I know you're here looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen victorious, just as he said. Come inside and see the place where they laid him. Then run and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. I give you his message. I'm going ahead of you in Galilee. You will see me there. The same message you and I have heard for 2,000 years. I, I've seen him. I know him. He's alive. And he's still alive today. That tomb couldn't stop him. And you know, when we think about this, he gave his life for family. That was why he died. That was what was going on. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. You know what his joy was? God raised him from the dead. Look what 1 Corinthians, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6.14. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and 
He will raise us also. You see, it wasn't ever about a one-time resurrection 2,000 years ago. It was about his family. See, he, today, God's welcoming you home. God's inviting us into his family. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides inside of us. You see, it was about the cross, but Jesus won that war. He defeated all the enemies. He won. Now it's about his family. That's why he died. And he died so you could know him. So you could become a brother, a son, a sister of, of his and be a part of his family. In uh, Romans 8, because it says this all over scripture. But Romans 8, I like this passage. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. If that same Spirit's living in you, if you've accepted Him as your Savior, if you've accepted Him as your Lord, that Spirit lives in you, right? He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because His Spirit lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh, it's not to this, it's to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. You see, Jesus died so he could have a family. And have a family, his Spirit that raised him from the dead lives inside of us. And it gives life to these bodies. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. And the spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we're heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. You see, it was about the war. Jesus fought the war in the grave when everything in the world was against him. He won that battle and the stone was rolled away and he raised from the dead. He rose from the dead so that you and I could raise from the dead. So uh, Angel, could you come on back up here a little bit? Um, would you roll that stone over here? Uh, Angel Stephen, do you do that? I know it's heavy, but you're an angel, so it's not a problem. Bring that thing on over here. You see, God won this battle. There was a war. Jesus won it once and for all, forever and forever. You know, uh, it says in Ephesians 2.6, God raised us up with Christ. And seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. We were raised with him. It wasn't just a resurrection 2,000 years ago. It was a resurrection today. And every time someone turns to the Lord, the resurrection power that was in Jesus comes inside of us. Now, it's interesting. He won the war, right? He won the war. He gave his life for his family. But now we face the battles. Because, you know, when I see this stone and when, I, when you read about that passage we read, you know that they were trying, that stone was designed to keep Jesus in, to not let him out. 
And, it, and God's power removed the stone. But do you know what happens to us today? That battle's been won. Then what are we doing? Well, you know what? Jesus won the outward battle. He defeated darkness. He, re, he just defeated Satan and all of his angels. But do you know what the truth is? God won the war, but we still have a battle. So could you turn that around? On the inside... You see, we fight battles every day too. See, you've been set free. I've been set free. But when I inside of my grave, I see shame and I see regret and I see guilt and I see addictions and I see bondages and I see not good enough and, the, and I, you're a failure. I see the facts. The facts of the world put Jesus in the tomb and said you can't ever come out. But God doesn't live by facts. And he gave his life for us. Jesus won the war, but we fight the battles now. There was a war that broke out in heaven, it says in Revelation 12. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth. You're not fighting him anymore. He's a defeated foe. You know what we fight? Not a battle out there. We fight a battle in here. Do you believe that what Jesus says about you is true? Do you believe that you're seated with him in heaven? Do you believe that you're the apple of God's eye? Do you believe what the scripture says about you? Do you and I have that? Then he says, then I heard... A loud voice say, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. But do you know what happens to you and me? When Adam and Eve, when they ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you know, that's the tree where they learned how to judge. That's the tree of the knowledge of right and wrong or better than or less than. That's the tree of the knowledge of who's a loser and who's a winner. You see, you know that tree. That's a tree of the knowledge of who's better than them. That's a tree of the knowledge of I'm not good enough or I'm good enough. You see, that tree was what they ate from. And you know what happened when they ate from that tree? They gained the ability to judge themselves based off of facts, based off of their own perceptions, based off of what the world says. Isn't that how we judge ourselves? Like, it's how we judge ourselves. You're no different than me, and we're no different than them. And so you know what happened, right? As soon as they ate from that tree, they looked at their bodies and almost had a heart attack. It's as if if all of you were naked right now, and you looked down, and you went, ah! Right? Well, if you don't, if you don't scream, I might. <laughs> it's like, you know... Uh, you might well, you might want to cover that stuff up, Dawson. I'm just saying, just like you know, it's that judgment thing. Well, what about my hair? I mean, I know it's sort of funny this year. People are saying, you know, Easter—that's prom day for the church, when we're all embarrassed and we all worry about the way we look, and and uh, right, we all look in the mirror before we come to church. Most of us do. Some of you didn't, but you might try that. Right. And what do you hear? What did Adam and Eve hear? God went and looked for them. 
right? He found them. He sees what, they, what they're wearing. He sees what they've done. You know what, Jesus, what the Lord said to them, God the Father said? Who told you you're not good enough? Who told you to be ashamed of your body? Who told you to be ashamed of yourself? They were embarrassed. They were ashamed of themselves. That's what the scriptures say in Genesis. And God said, who told you that? Um, in Revelations 12, they call him the accuser. Who's accusing you? What's keeping you buried in your grave? What's telling you you're not good enough? What's telling you to keep your mouth shut? What's telling you? Who's telling you? You see, we fight a battle, but it's not the battle Jesus fought. There's only one Jesus, there's only one Messiah, and he decidedly won. He was victorious, and he's seated in heaven on a throne, and that demon, that devil, that spirit is no longer has access to his ears. Now, when he was on earth, who said, well, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, you should be doing this. And the, this, that spirit would hold up a picture of what it said. Jesus, if you're the Son of God, you can do this, and you can do this, and you can do that. And Jesus never gave in to that voice. Guys, there's a spirit wanting to keep you down. And we're good with worshiping Jesus, and I think we could... Matter of fact, I honestly believe when he, when just like those girls did that were at his tomb, when Jesus came out, they all fell down. <laughs> I think we could honor him by all falling on our face before the one who's overcome. We couldn't give him enough praise, enough glory, and enough honor for what he's done. But I want to tell you, he did that because of love. Because he loved you and it gave him great joy for you to come into the family. And when he sees you, he sees his child. He sees his son. He sees his daughter. He sees everything good inside of you. Matter of fact, he's got this crazy ability. He, can't, he doesn't even pay attention to the bad stuff that we're in bondage to. He sees our hearts. And Jesus isn't ashamed of you. He's not embarrassed by you. You are enough. You're not less than. He doesn't care if you failed 10,000 times. Do you think he's limited to what he sees on earth? He lives by faith. He doesn't live by sight. You see, was everything going wrong for him when he died on the cross? Yeah. Had everybody left him? Yeah, everybody but those women. <laughs> All the, Everybody else left him. Did he fail miserably? As becoming the king of the Jews? Oh, absolutely. Did he die? Yes. Was he dead? Yes. He didn't let any of that affect how he saw himself. He told Herod at the very end when he said, Are you the king of the Jews? When he's about to put him on the cross. And Jesus answered a way that I believe he answered. He said, Look at this. Look at this. You know, it's like I could see, uh, I see, uh, 
I see Marion Sozo or Jennifer Alford, one of those people saying this. They say, look at this. You know, but they say it differently. I can't even say it like that. Anyway, Jesus is beaten. He's bloody. He's a, he's a total captive. He's totally broken. And Pilate, Herod, everybody was saying, who are you? Even the soldiers, the lowly soldiers, hit him in the face. Who hit you? Mr. Old Prophet, Great Prophet. They just totally abused him. And then when he said, are you the king of the Jews? Probably couldn't talk very well because they, they say, the Bible says, they beat his face so badly that his own mother couldn't recognize him. So his face is beat as anything's ever been beat. And somehow he mumbled out the words, you bet I am. You see, he won that battle. Now we face this battle. He's already won that one. You're so wonderful, you can't imagine because of the spirit that lives inside of you. Your future and destiny are absolutely guaranteed and assured. There's nothing in heaven on earth or in hell that can stop the purposes of God in your life. Except for you've got a voice telling you you can't, you won't, you don't matter. You're expendable. Y'all know the voices. And we're ashamed. And we have regrets. And we have guilt. And Jesus is like, I did it all. You see, the battle for us is an inner battle now. It's not an outward battle. It's this battle. And we face it every day. The stone was rolled away. The accuser of our brothers, he was thrown down. But that same voice that said to Adam and Eve, you need to hide. You should be ashamed of yourself for what you've done. That same voice is still speaking to us today inside. Today it's a challenge. You see, the war was won, but every one of us have a battle we face. And today, the same song we sang about him is true for us. There's nothing that can hold you down. The only thing that can hold you down is you. Just me. I'm the only one that can hold me back. You're the only one that can hold you back. You see, Jesus set us free. And I think that there's a day coming because the stone was rolled away. You see, it's not about this anymore. It's not about that. It's about his resurrection working inside of his people. And you're his people. So guys, I just, I just want you to know this. This inner battle is real, but he's already won. So this morning, he really is asking, he's inviting every single one of us to come home. Be who we were created to be. Come home. Let the power of God that raised him from the dead raise your mortal body. And it doesn't matter what your history is. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what the government says. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what social media says. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your own personal experience says because he's greater than all those things. And if you come to him, he's going to lift you up. You just need to come to him. You have to. We all have to fight that battle. We all fight it every day. 
So this morning, I just want to invite you to come home. Uh, if you've been fighting this battle of not good enough, if you've been fighting this battle of it's hopeless, um, Angel Steve, you can roll that. I, don't, I forgot. Thank you, Steve. You did great. You're just really good at that. <clears throat> he could fall, you know, it's going to be dangerous. Easter's a great day. What a great day, huh? He rose. He rose from the dead 2,000 years ago by the power of God. God is inviting you to raise from the dead today. And I don't want to be ashamed of him. His power can change your life. Whatever's going on in your life today, God's power can change. I, uh, it was, um, I have a new friend I met this morning. His name's Jeffrey. Right there. Third, one, two, third row back on the aisle, Jeffrey. Um, his uh, granddaughter, Rosemary, uh, died yesterday in a hit-and-run accident. And he asked if, if we could pray for him. So I know, Jeffrey, uh, we're going to pray for y'all. So uh, let's just all stick out a hand towards Jeffrey. Yeah, so you need Jesus. So I'm gonna, we're going to gang pile you. So Scott, you and Chris Hoffman, I want y'all to hug Jeffrey. And Good. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, did y'all hear that? Y'all, oh, well, he was facing me. He's not facing you. He's going to get on a Greyhound bus at 7 and get to Georgia tonight. Needs help. So, let's uh, pray for him, okay? So, Father, I just thank you that Jeffrey uh, found our door and that, God, he was, had the courage to share with us what's going on. So, Lord, we just release your power. Holy Spirit, rise up inside of Jeffrey and his family, his granddaughter's parents. His, his, God, I just ask that you would be lifted up and that meet every need and take every pain. So just let Jesus come. So y'all pray for him. So let's all stand up. Um, so today would be a great day. It'd be a great day to let the power that resurrected Jesus from the dead work inside of your body. So this morning, whatever needs you have, wherever you're at, Jesus wants to do something. He wants to have a resurrection. Let's make this a day you never forget. Okay? So we have ministry teams that will be up here that would love to pray for you. Um, they know the Lord. They carry the presence of the Lord. 
I can't help but smile when I see Shelby. Eight days from now, there'll be another Tyler in the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, help us. Help Shelby. That'll be four boys, won't it? We have four counting Tyler. I'm counting Tyler. All of you married people know I'm, I'm counting him, right? Uh, you guys, let God do something today. And uh, we're going to have fun. Uh, as soon as this is over, there, after you leave, when you're done, you can go down this hallway, give us a few minutes to set up, and uh, grab your food. The tables are set up in back. There's a wonderful photo booth. If anybody wants a picture with whoever you're with, your family, your friends, uh, if you want a picture with me, it's 10 bucks. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Kidding. Uh, take advantage of the photo booth. And uh, let's have a great Easter. So God, I thank you for today. I thank you for all that you're doing and uh, that you, the sun rose this morning because of you. And Jesus, I ask that the sun rises inside of us and every one of your, every one of your children all across this place and all across this world, that you'd rise and shine bright today, God. Amen. God bless you guys.